Later, you not let me know when we're live. We're live? This is episode, what number is it? 141, and we got the King Fat Joe in the building. Hello. The biggest. The biggest. The biggest. The biggest. The biggest. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Bam, bam, Bigelow. So yesterday, you had the BET Awards you hosted. Didn't air yet. No. Nope. BET Hip Hop Awards. Executive yeah. produced. Yeah, that's crazy. And you hosted it. Yeah, that's really, uh, the executive producers is, is nuts. Because um, I'm so, when, when, like this, I want this to be the, your most successful podcast ever. Hey. So whenever I commit to working with people, I just want it to be successful at all times. So, you know, being that I was hosting, we start getting on the, on the Zooms with the Jesse Collins and all the big bosses of BET. And then I'll be like, yo, yo, we got to do this. And we got to do that. And we got to do And then it was like, yeah, you know what? This shit sound like you executive producing this. Like yeah. I said, yo, I just want it to be right. You know what I mean? Because when, whenever you do something, you, you want it to win. You know? And so uh, your name is only as good as your last win in this yeah. business. So, you know, that they decided to say, yo, you want to executive produce? I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And so, you know... Uh, you know, it's an honor, man. You know, I think about, you know, no matter how much money I got, no matter success I got, I'm still a kid from the projects in the Bronx. And um, I come up with four chicken wing and fried rice. And so that's it. Anything I get past that, I made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hell so yeah. who think, you know, you go from talent shows, Showtime at the Apollo. That's how I started. I won the amateur night four weeks in a row. To now you're the host of the BET Hip Hop Awards. And you come out and it's all your favorite rappers and all your friends and all. It's an ill feeling. You know, it's the only place my wife and my daughter go. They don't go nowhere else. No shows, no nothing. But they love it there. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a, it's a real big sense of pride to host the Hip Hop Awards. Man, it's, it's, it's big time honor. And this year was the 50th anniversary. So we honored like Marley Mall. So, you know. You got Eric B and Rakim. You got <laughs> LL. Then we did the J Jermaine Dupree. Uh, I don't want to take nothing from his show because he's from Atlanta, so it's the super cheat code. But he put his foot in there at like, yo, he tore the paint off the fucking roof. Like, the, that show, Jermaine Dupree and them, the boys going crazy. Like, I was just like, it was a beautiful night. Beautiful it, night. I All could right. tell. I, I knew it would be something dope. I was wondering if it was going to be uh, on air because I'm like, damn, we got it. But, you know, they, they only get the little exclusive right now. And yeah, it's not on air rest. yet. Yeah. It's they not gotta, on air. But it's safe to say then because we got you up here the day after. Yeah. And you just hosted the awards that yesterday's price is. It's not today's <laughs> price. <laughs> yeah. You better fucking believe that. That's great. And, and, and that's what we try to do, man. I'm I'm going to spit some game for um, your people watching is it's always a form of like elevation. It's always like raising your price, seeing I, I, I constantly have these sit downs with my team and I say, listen, man, we was just with the vice president. We hosting the thing. The, the price got to go up, mm -hmm. you know, but that it could be as unrealistic as possible or it could be Yo, you gotta you gotta see where you at. You gotta check the thermometer. It's like a 
stock market, you know, and of course you want to make more and more money than you can make. So, you know, you got to be like, yo, you know why it's a little bit different. Fat Joe's the new Snoop Dogg, you know, he's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good way to look. Yeah. At he there. the New York Snoop Dogg. That's what we doing. It's, he's the blueprint. That's who I'm looking at. That man got, uh, Chinese French fries commercials <laughs> And got Everything. fucking yeah, twenty four hour workout commercials. Yeah. He got Corona and butt lot, <laughs> butt light. Yeah. And so the way the way I look at myself, um, is I try to think of myself as a race car. And so you see the race car, they got a t- beer, soda, mm-hmm. juice, oil, gas. Yeah. They, they they just selling anything. So that's what we doing. You know what I'm saying? We getting behind these brands, these products. And we and we and we moving, man. So my question to you, like, what, what I like our viewers to understand about what we do, it's like if we're chilling at, uh, you know, SLS and we got some shit going on, and all of a sudden Fat Joe walks in the building, you know, what I mean, you sit you sit down and you just start kicking it with us, and we just start chopping it up. I don't like when the interviews are like too. What about this? And how about that? You know, what I mean, I like it being real. We're yeah, chilling down. Smart. We're chilling and we're kicking it. You know what I'm saying? What I'd like to know and what I always want the viewers to see is how did this all begin for you in the music industry? Like, what was it growing up oh. in that household with you to get you? There's no it? way for you to really truly understand and, and for people to understand because it was a time where there was no social media. There was no Instagram. There was no Twitter. It was a time where there wasn't even a rap video. It was a time where hip-hop was only heard for two hours a week on one radio station in New York. So if you wanted to hear it in Miami, your cousin had to record it in New York and drive it down to Miami. That's how Primo heard so much hip-hop. His cousins used to drive to Texas. Premier's really from, like, Houston, Texas. It's just that. And so when you think of Fat Joe, I grew up in the Bronx. Now, what does that mean? We're in Plantation, Florida right now, right? But there's also Sunrise, Tamarack, uh, North Miami. I'm from the place. This is the problem. (laughs) This this is the problem. This is what gets touches nerves and Twitter and all that. It's like, you cannot, you're lying. If you you go, yo, do me a favor. um, Take me to where Fat Joe grew up at, right? Somebody, they definitely know where he grew up. So they'll pull up to my projects, right? But if you went another day and say, take me where hip hop was invented, that fucking same car pull up right on that block. So me as a kid, I come outside, I see Melly Mel, Grandmaster Flash playing basketball. Ruby D, first Latino MC with the Fantastic Romantic, playing softball with his brothers. Fucking Shy Rock, the first female MC ever from around the corner. Like, it was just like hip-hop heaven. You know, this is where the shit was invented. So uh, me, I was a break dancer. Terror Squad is really a graffiti crew. Right. That's how we started, writing graffiti, and then we turned into tats. And um, as an MC, I just always wanted to be like my brother. And so my brother was old enough to go to the jams. So he would bring me back, uh, like, the real, like the, the Zulu Nation battles and all the legendary battles. So he would bring back the cassette. And he would play it for me on the little boombox. And then I'd be, he would stop it. And he'd be like, yo, right there? They, they, they was telling them to back off the ropes because the crowd was getting too crazy. They had to back up off the ropes. So, yo, they was about to stop it, Joe. I'm like, 
Oh, he's like, Busy B. He was telling them. Right on it. I'm like, and I'm like, yo, like, it was like, I was, I was just born into hip-hop. Now, my father's Cuban. My mother's Puerto Rican. Uh, we like the black Puerto Ricans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We born in a neighborhood where it's 90% black. You know what I'm saying? So my mom's was listening to Stephanie Mills and all that. My father was Spanish. You know what I mean? So he really did. He he knew what hip hop was, but he did not understand me on the, <laughs> yeah, so he had the kitchen, Jetty, Jetty right in the round. Yeah, that nigga, he was Jetty Rivera was my era. Yeah. He had that real Cuban shit on from back Lucia. No matter how I was, he had that type of shit on. He had the real, real. shit. Uh, the, the shit, you know, the Cuban salsa always had like the flutes. So when you hear the flutes, you know that's that old school shit. So he ain't, really ain't understand me rapping. You know what I'm saying? But my mom's, she more, you know, she grew up in the same projects maybe 30, 40 years before I came. So, you know, she, she knew what time she it was. It. Yeah. But uh, it was still a dream. Like, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have no way of... And then Lord Finesse, you know, I grew up in my projects. Lord Finesse is from my same projects. Uh, Diamond D and Showbiz is. So Lord Finesse told me he going to be a rapper. And I'm like, yeah, all right, this, this, that. And the next thing I know, I turn on the radio and his music is on the radio. That's all I needed. And so that's why I come to podcasts like this or something. Because it's very important that we be transparent with our wins and loss and our journey. Because somebody needs to see that it's possible. And so I'm one of those guys that have to see it to be possible. So I'm looking at a clip just now, Rick Ross saying that he spent $100 million in the last six months. Um, I'm not mad at him, and I'm not jealous of him. He let me know that could happen. Yeah. You know, so I never, yeah. my lens never looked from, from, from a lens of jealousy. It's always been an inspiration. One of my friends pulled up with a crazy fly car. I'm like, yo, I could get that. I could get those. You know what I mean? So that's 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 what it's about. That's why I be so transparent, you know what I mean, and let everybody know, you know, what I went through in life or what I'm going through in life so that they can learn from it, from it and know that they can come up off that. Fire. So this is real history. And and like I, I feel like for me, for you and I, Chris, it's now every week it's just like damn, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And this was gonna be hard to top. It's hard to top. Oh, for Joe. sure. This is this is history right here. Digging into crates. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Literally. Hello. And, and so, <laughs> what was I'm it? Digging in the crates. Uh, <laughs> all about my paper. <laughs> so the I, haters. They cannot. <laughs> that's that flow. So my brother mm -hmm. and I, like, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. Okay. And my brother and I, it was always like, um, you know, we had the big pun, Fat Joe. It's like, you know, me That's and right. my brother are brothers, you know what I mean? So we're Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah, you had the big pun. Yeah, no, no, it was, just, it was just like, that yeah. was the vibe, you know what I mean? Because you, you were the first big Latinos in the scene like that. It was huge for us to be able to see something like that. I, I'm telling you, I wanted to be a rapper. I opened up for you. I found out I'm not supposed to be rapping. Plus, I'm in, <laughs> plus I'm in the studios with, with uh, Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, watching them rap as a youngin. And I'm like, yeah, rap ain't for me, but I'll do podcasting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you don't. You see, in life, you could try for many, many things, and you don't really know what you'll be successful at. And to, just today, I forget who I was talking to, one of my friends, Oh, who was it, Dre from Cool and Dre? And he was like, yo, I just closed a deal with such and such company. He's a hip-hop producer. 
But it's so left. But, you know, you get around the circles, you know, people lead the people ideas that get you to talk to people you never thought you'll ever meet before. And then you'll become successful through hard work and determination in another way. So it's, it's never how you want it. It's how God does it. And it's in his hands and his timing. You know, last yeah, thing yeah. somebody would have thought was Fat Joe was hosting some BET awards. He's right. Fat Joe the rapper, bro. Yeah. I done finessed the shit. I seen all the hosters in the crowd, the guys who really went to college for it looking like, damn, and I'm I'm super yeah. smooth with it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm shooting this shit like this. Like, you know, I'm yeah. like, my shit water. You know what I mean? It don't look like he got to worry in life. Like, I'm coming through talking that shit. And your man know I was throwing that shit on. Yeah, and so... You know, I used to, uh, I'm not encouraging it to nobody, but I used to rob people. I used to sell drugs, um, do the craziest shit just to be fly, right? And then what was that? You know, we'd just be fly and we'd go to the neighborhood club where only 10 blocks in that section even know who you is. And we got the chain like we somebody, but, and now they give me opportunities stunt in front of the whole world Hosting the BET Awards, of course I'm aware eight outfits, different chains, different white. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting in front of the death. whole fucking world. Yeah. You know, that's uh, it's funny should. because I remember the, the time where I went to jail for taxes. The uh, prosecutor was like telling the judge, you know, when they trying to get me locked up, he's like, he's flamboyant. He drives Rolls Royces and raps about exotic clothes and he has dogs that cost such a, like, he, I didn't even know that bothered this man. Like, it fucking bothered him that, you know, I like the fucking dress and shine and other. He really brought the shit up in court. And uh, and that's my shit. You know what I'm saying? If I could do that till I die, I'm that's, that's definitely happiness for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it's dope. It's like when you watch uh, NFL players transition into hosting. And then you, you see him put that headset on, and it's mm. like, okay, I didn't picture you in this role, but, man, you know the game better than anybody else. That's it. And now when you hosting, it's not just alumni. It's also the senior class before you. It's the future class to come. It's mm. everybody in that building. So for you to do that and fit in that role naturally, that, you're the right man for the job. You know, you know I'm mean? blessed because they fuck with me. The youth, they fuck with me. They love me. They come up to me and they hug me. All the young, the, the little babies, the babies, the glow rillers, the this, they come and hug me like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, OG. Because they know I spit that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to give you a sugar-coated story. I'm going to tell you the truth. I fucked up. You know what I mean? Or I did the right thing or whatever the case. Yeah. And my line's always open to any of the youth, you know what I mean, who wants some advice or something like that. Sometimes right. I offer advice. They don't even... <laughs> they don't even and ask I, you. Yeah. yeah, like it's a it's a it's a it's a female MC just to give you one, met several female MCs. Mm -hmm. That's hot as fuck right now. And they and I seen them about to slip up and get some type of trouble and I hit them in the DM real quick and be like, yo, that ain't it. Get off that ASAP. And they hit me right back, like, wow, Joe, thank you. I needed to hear that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. oh no, that's not a goal. I made every mistake. You know, I'm a ghetto nigga for real. Like, I'm like, a, I'm, I did every stereotype you ever thought of. Arguing with, 
my old girlfriends in front of the whole projects all in my any kind of ghetto stereotype shit you ever heard I did it and uh and so I come from there and I like to think I'm in a good place where at, at what point did you feel like you had the right to give those advice to give coming you know from I was just mad that people before me didn't give me that type of advice where? you know um I was running around with I can't say we invented it, but we invented a lot of shit. But it's almost like my fault when you see a young rapper with 50 dudes with him and and all that. Because I think we started that shit. I think we was just coming in the game with just like... Everywhere you saw Fat Joe was 50, 100 guys standing around him. You couldn't even walk up to him. You couldn't even talk to him. You couldn't... I wished the Russell Simmons. I wished... Mm -hmm. Somebody who was a legend before me that, that I respected would have came up to me and told me, yo, that ain't it, man. Right. You know, shorten your circle. Because, you know, people in, in the getting money game are easily intimidated. And they don't really want to deal. Imagine you had a deal with Suge with, with, with Knight. Imagine you fucked around, did a deal, and you're making money with this guy. So you can't leave him because uh -huh. you're caking up. But this guy's... Yeah. A killer. He's yeah. coming in there with guys with red eyes looking at you like you like, yo, they rather deal with uh Tyler the Creator. Yeah. You understand? Like, yo, let me deal with Tyler the Creator, a nice guy. You know, we'll figure this out. Yeah. We'll negotiate. And so, you know, somebody would have told me, yo, they ain't the look. You know what I'm saying? I used to go into meetings. Corporate meetings with 20, 30 niggas around the whole table, niggas thing. And I used to tell the nigga, yo, this is my brother Chun Chun. Just came home for double life, killing niggas. This nigga here is a mass murderer. This guy's over here. Like, what the fuck did I expect them to do? Like, yeah. But to get away from me, like, yo, let me get out of here from this guy. This guy's crazy. Yeah, you got the most polite guys in the room and you're just sitting there getting them shook. Yeah, because you. You, you, if you got the option to, to work with people, you want to just work and make money. You want to go home and be happy with your family. You don't want to have to think like, yo, I'm going to get into an argument with these guys. And these guys are doing what? Right. And then nobody's really your friend like that at that time. So they quit. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a sad case in every game of divide and conquer. And so everybody tries to look up to the guy who got the bag. So the minute I'm turning around, they tell him, you know, this guy's a starter. This guy's a gangster, street guy. Are you kidding me? What are you doing? No, Joe's a sweetheart. No. Like, you don't know the guy. The look guy, you know, you got in there. Like, and they used to try that. And there's a real famous story of when I went, it would have been no big pun. So I set up a meeting to meet Steve Rifkin, who's still one of my best friends. 30 years later. Um, and when I go there, Steve said, yo, could I talk to you? And I came outside with him. You, see, he, you could Google it. He says it himself. And he's like, yo, I got eight phone calls today. People telling me not to meet with you. He said, they tell me you an extorterer, you robber, you are this, a drug dealer, this, this, that. He said, but you know, my father's a gangster, so that shit don't. Pump no fear. I actually like gangsters. Yeah, I called you direct. <laughs> but it was so fucked up that this was the first time I ever was going to get to be an executive, to be a, a, a boss. Niggas was hating on me. They was, they, was, they was calling up the plug, talking about, yo, 
Don't let them eat. Don't let them eat. Don't let them eat. That was out of fear of the perception they thought I was. So they was like, we can't let this guy get the bag, you know? And so you got to beware of all that. But right. once again, <laughs> if somebody I really respected and trusted would have broke down to me like, yo, like, this ain't it. I would have been walking around like I walk around now. Yeah, it's tough. You know, and, and you really were a polarizing figure since the moment you stepped in the door. So I don't think any, not, not too many people felt comfortable enough to reach out and be like, yo, Joe, because you might, at that, mm -hmm. like right now where you're at mentally, you're oh, cool yeah, with I'm it. I'm totally You know, at, in your 20s, somebody calls you, what the fuck is he calling me for? You know what I mean? What yeah. the fuck you mean? You know what I mean? It's different. I'd be trying to talk shit to my nephew all the time, telling him to straighten up with certain we shit. We told it's him too. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, I thought the other dreadlock kid was yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, we was talking them off the scene. Yeah. Was, Straighten up, you uh, little bastard, you know? He said, man, you got the crash shit, you got dreadlocks, everybody got... Of course, yes. the fucking police fucking with you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I told him. I said, I said if it helps you, I caught 50 ass whippings from the police. Don't worry, you ain't that special. <laughs> Don't motivate him. You can say, oh, I got a big fat job. I'm telling you, they, 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 we never had cameras. A cop come over, mm -hmm. smack your cheek off for no reason. <laughs> You're like, yo, my man, come here. I had... I had... I was a really bad guy. Like I'm, I'm just being yeah, honest yeah. with you. I was really, oh, really a bad oh, guy. Right? So a lot of fucked up shit that happened to me, I deserved. But I had like every cop in my neighborhood on my ass. Like I mean, oh. like Fat Joe, they must have had posters of me in the precinct. <laughs> no real talk. Shit. They wanted me that bad, right? And um, and so I had this one cop that would harass me any time he saw me, he'd jump out, search me. This, this, Just walking. I don't give a fuck if I was with my moms. I don't care. You know, one day I was going to school. It was like 7 in the morning. The guy waited in my hallway. The minute I closed my door, he Damn. jumped on me and searched my, like, book bag. Like, he thought I was strapped all the time, but I ain't have nothing, right? The one time this guy stopped me, Right? I'm driving the car. You hear this, Raul? And I never had a license, so that was easy. It was like, yo, your license? The, all the cops knew this guy's driving cars. He don't have a license. <laughs> I was the easiest person to lock up in the world. They knew BMW, Benz, this. This guy don't got a license, so let's take him to jail, Check right? Out, so one day he stops me, and I got this girl with me. Uh, she was beautiful. And, um, and I'm kicking it with her. He's like, yo pulls over and he is violating me so much. What you doing with Fat Joey? Little dick nigga. He ain't shit. Yo, I smacked the shit out. Like, he violated me so much he forgot to search me, Dan. <laughs> the one time I had the hammer yeah, on. Oh, shit. oh my God. God be working in mysterious Yo! ways. When I tell you this guy had a 100% racial he would search me in front of my mother. He'd come up to me and do this. But he shitted on me so much telling the girl, what you doing with this nigga? He's a, he's a fuck this dude. This, he was violating me so much. He was like, get the fuck out of here, you bitch ass nigga. I was like, "You got it." pull off. I had the ham on. Yeah. This is the one time he had me. And I got away with it. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, last night I was riding home. I took my girl out for a birthday dinner. And uh, I like speeding. I drive fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. Know. And there was a cop next to me. 
So I was kind of keeping up with him. I didn't want to go past him, but I was keeping up with him. He was hitting like 80. That's a risky game. Yo, That's a risky he game. Rams his, he goes to ram his car into mine in the middle of the road. I got my girls pregnant. So I'm I'm not a soft-spoken, quiet dude. So I'm like, argue back with the so I'm like swerve back into him. No. Like, what, is he, what is he doing? You know what I'm saying? So he's we're going back and forth on the, uh, on the turnpike. <laughs> right? So I go to get off. It's terrible. I'm, I'm <laughs> revving the engine. He pulls out. Fuck it. Goes, goes around me. Pulls his gun out. Starts screaming. It and I'm lights. like, I was like, my boy, you, you tried to run me off the road. What the fuck were you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is that? I ain't never seen sometimes, no shit like that. You tried to run they me. Don't, sometimes they don't see what they do. Yeah. You understand? And out of frustration, they could do some wild shit. And it, it's just like... He did it like seven straight times. Yeah, but what you're not listening is that um, pe- power tripping. There's people who want power more than money. Mm. When you go to the club and you got the guy standing there and it's the hottest club and he's going, no, no. you like, yo, what the fuck am I? Chop me? Niggas <laughs> is going over you. Picking this one, picking that one, it's power tripping. Word. It's people who can't wait to go to work to treat their employees like shit. Mm. Like, yo, you know, I remember in, in, in the jail, they, they call it riding you. When you got certain CEOs mm-hmm. that got a problem with everything. Like, that's power tripping. So money thinks he's God. He's playing with you like he could ram into the minute you gave him a little. Yeah. Source back. He was like, oh, no, nobody could do that to yeah. you. Right? But, yo, we human. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, that's a pretty fucked up thing in life because when you're thinking about it, everybody's human. So when you go to court, them judges could have been arguing with that wife that day mm-hmm. and gave you an extra two, three years, five years just because they had a shitty day. Yeah, my wife did the same shit going to jail. Mm-hmm. God damn it. You know what I'm saying? That's how they be. Yeah. It's that simple. And I look at it that way because I got a lighter complexion. If that was my nephew that did that. It's over. different. You know it's what I'm over. saying? Because he, he, he had the gun pulled out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn. There's two sets it. of rules. Right? Steve Rifkin has two sons. Both with the same woman. She's black. He's white. One of his sons is white. You hear me? Like, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and one of his sons is black like Jalen Brown <laughs> they teach him two sets of rules the white one says if he catches a flat and a cop sees him the cop comes out the car and helps him put on the fix the, the tire the, the flat the black one they told him to do this don't argue with the cops it's just a reality. Crazy. You know, uh, racism and all that. You know, it's, it's just a reality. And it also depends on where uh, you uh, get caught at. You know, if this shit dark enough. You know, one time I was in Miami. I was in your house, Rich. I don't know if you remember this. We was cooking food. He had to clarify and that. You seen no, that? No, no, we was cooking food. No, no, no. I ain't sell drugs in 30 something years. Yeah. We were cooking food. No, no, I'm telling him because he, he might say the wrong shit. But we was cooking food and we realized there was two or three ingredients that was missing. So I said, I'm gonna go to the supermarket. You remember that shit? And I just jumped. I had this 
cocaine white <laughs> bands. This shit was called coca, baby. This shit was so dope. You know when a car is past this prime when you got it yeah, for like four yeah. years, but you love but you it, love, you still yeah. don't want to get rid of it. <laughs> and your first like, yo, you Joe Crack. You supposed to have the new shit. I'm like, nah, this shit is my shit. So I love that car. So I'm right, I'm going towards the supermarket. Cop pulls me over here in Miami. Cop pulls me over, a white dude. He says, yo, license. Oh, shit, I ran out the crib. I didn't even have my wallet. Get out the car. First thing they do is put the handcuffs on you, right? I hadn't realized how small the the back of a cop car is. <laughs> I ain't been in there in so long. My knees was on my fucking neck. Like, I was like, oh, shit, right? And I got the handcuffs on. Yo, Raul, you'll never believe this. The man is listening to Ku Klux Klan radio. Oh, shit. Oh, what? Oh, sir. This the cop in Miami was listening to the clue. I didn't know this shit. It must be on like AM. Some, yeah. Some serious XM. No, Sorry. the white man did stat this. I'm like, what the fuck? In America, this nigga, he's the cop. He's the guy we got to look up to. He's listening to the. the the wildest shit. I'm like back there. I'm like this. So thank God I told them my name and my address. And now they got a computer where the picture pops up of your, mm. of your license. So he let me go from there. But I did not know that the police could be riding around in an urban community playing Ku Klux Klan radio. White supremacist radio. The white man is superior. The distance. I never heard no shit like this in my life. But I'm sitting there. I'm like. Oh, they fixing niggas, man. They fixing them. Yeah. This, this, like this, this, <laughs> this ain't fair. It's just a reality of what's going on out here, man. It's crazy, man. Now, early on, um, having that crew, the Terror Squad crew, um, how was it out in New York? Because in New York, there's, it was mainly, you know, you had a, the blacks and Boricua, Dominicans, right. you know what I'm saying? Dominican. And um, was, did you have to deal with a lot of that, a lot of that back then? Nah, man, I, I, like I tell you, I personally, I can't tell you my experience as being a Latino versus anybody else's because all I know is black people. Like I grew up, my like I was born in a black neighborhood. My mom's was there for, 40 years before. My uncles all got black wives. This, so I never, you know, it wasn't no racial type of shit for me. You I don't know how to explain it. So even though I had blonde hair and green eyes, you know, that was Joey since he yeah, was born. Yeah. So, you know, there's fucked up people and every and, and Latinos and fucked up black people too. It's like whoever wanted to smoke. You know, my thing was I was never going to be a sucker. I was never going to be a punk. You know, I was never going to let somebody uh, pick on me or bully me. So my shit was just like that. And wherever I went, I don't give a fuck if it was the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, wherever. I would I wouldn't back down from nobody, and so that was just that. It, it, no matter what color, I caught as much ass whippings from Latinos than I caught from blacks. I don't caught some ass whippings, man. And just because I, I, it's the real stand your ground. You know what I mean? It's yo. It's hard to stand your ground. Huh, Raul? It's hard when you got 20 niggas telling you, yo, we're about to fuck you up. This is easier to turn pussy and walk it off. Yeah, I got jumped well, many times. Yeah, but when you the nigga that's going to be yeah. like, yo, I'm, 
suck my dick, fuck your mother. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's rock. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to get lumped up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's a different type of uh, environment. But me, that's never been, you know, we made music for everybody. We just happen to be the Latinos. You know what I'm saying? Now, are we prideful of being Latino or Guyoso or whatever? One million percent. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican. My father's Cuban. My, 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 my mother's Puerto Rican. My father's Cuban. My godfather, one of the best men I ever met in my life, is Dominican. You know what I'm saying? My wife is Colombian. Yeah, we proud to be Latino. And we represent the Latinos all the way. You know what I'm saying? We started a lot of this shit. Like we, we, we built this shit. And that's another thing. You need to ask your Latino people that come on here, like, what has Fat John Big Pun done for the game? Mm, Do me a new one. Make that a new uh, donkey of the day. So yeah, let's hear what they yeah. say because they never say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the Latino. I just hosted the BET Awards. It's the Latino Awards across the street from my house. I don't get an invitation. <laughs> Sometimes they think I'm not like I'm not Latino, right? I don't want to go yeah. see Carol G do her shit. Like, <laughs> you know, that shit crazy. It, it's crazy because, you know, I see me. And so that's why I got to tell what we do because, you know, I see me and Punk get overlooked a lot. Like, you, you don't just, you ain't just come out with reggaeton, bro. Mm. You got inspired by the Latino rappers. You know what I'm saying? That we embrace everybody. You know, the, the first reggaeton hip-hop collaboration was a mixtape called Boricua Guerrero. You could say I executive produced that. So it was mm. rappers and reggaeton artists. I did a song with the Mexicano, rest in peace. Nas did a song with Daddy Yankee, this, this, this. Oh, I put tight. that shit together on the New York side. You know what I'm saying? But we that don't come up. Like So when I see all the history of how all this come up, and so it's very important that you just tell your history because otherwise they'll erase your shit. You know what I mean? Right, so yeah. right. that's why this is so important. Interviews like this so people could look back at this 30 years from now and be like, nah, Fat Joe said. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> it's, did it's that. They was rocking with yeah, Fat Joe's that guy. Right. So I know, you know, I've, I've been in business for a long time, right? And um, my business partner and I when I started this shit off probably in 2010, just, just getting into business and anything that I could get my hands on. And when him and I separated and he started doing his own thing is when I really started to flourish and I really started to shine. When you lost pun, do you feel that that brought something else out in you? Absolutely. But you know, I was big pun. So I don't know if, if you people understand or everybody really understands. So I was on my way up. I was finishing my second album. I was already doing rap videos with Nas, everybody you could think of in the world, all of LL, this, this, that. I was, I was, I was blowing up. And then I meet Pun, right? So he's a kid from the Bronx, you know, rough around the edges. He was a diamond, but he was a diamond in the rough. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm coming up myself. I'm really thinking about doing hardcore hip-hop music. I ain't thinking about blowing up, but I saw what Puff did with Biggie because Biggie's my man. So I seen it all. I, was, I used to see Biggie wearing the hockey jerseys and 10X pants and Puff coming, throwing the fucking 
silk suits on them and the gators <laughs> and niggas like, yo, I got to do this shit public. Yeah. Then became the biggest success in the world. So when I met Pun, Pun would have rather been a, a, a Coogee rap, you know, a hardcore rapper like that, never make a song for girls or be commercialized. I was like, no, you the Spanish biggie. So I did everything from dress them to, 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 you know, I mean, obviously you seen my eight changes yesterday, right? <laughs> I did, I dressed them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Palm would have came out with, you know, with Somewhere. a tank top, this and that. And I was throwing Versace on them and the matching car, the yeah, this, the this, that. The and then when we got them as deal, where the people really understand if they, we, we talking in detail of the timetable, when we got him his deal, we put Wyclef on his album. Wyclef was 30 million sold. He never even met Pun before that. Joe the Singer was like Drake. He was selling 500,000 first week, real records. When he did the song with Pun, he ain't no Pun. He knew Fat Joe. So when all these guys came to the studio, they thought they was doing songs with me. And I was like, no, you're doing it with the better fat guy. <laughs> and once they, we played them the music, they was like, oh, shit, this dude is crazy. Right? So, so much work, you know, I used to, I invented the street team in rap music, right? So because of graffiti, graffiti is all about all city, getting your name up everywhere, you know, having your shit when you driving around, you see your name everywhere. So that's what we did with Pun and Joe. We put up posters all night, literally me putting up posters on, and my crew all night, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Harlem, this, 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 this. So while everybody else was partying, when you went to work in the morning and you were stuck in traffic on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, or you was by the 57th Street Bridge, you seeing these posters, big pun, big pun, big pun, big pun. All the, yeah. Like the type of work we put in for this uh, big pun shit was out of control. And so, uh, and so I always know how to play a number two sl slot a lot of people got a problem with being number two. I don't. If I see the big prizes, we're going to win, and we're going to get to the promised land, and we're going to get money, and we're going to live like we want to live, I'm cool. Right? So I put him in front of me, and then the one thing he did do when, um, when, when he was doing all his music was, you know, I'm picking out the beats. <laughs> Yo, for real, because... Sometimes I yeah. watch interviews, they try to act like Fat Joe did. I'm, yeah, yeah. Yo, it's 20 years later, I still put out hits, bro. I think you should check my credibility a little. <laughs> I think I, I know I'm what I'm doing. I, yeah, I'm I picking out the beats. I'm doing that. Nigga, I'm shooting the videos. I'm doing everything, right? Sorry, they try to act like I ain't got nothing to do with that part of the legacy, right? So the one thing he did do would taught me how to be a better rapper, a better MC. And so he would sit me down face to face with a pen and be like, yo, right now you talk about the girls. Right now you talk about your chains and how you want to give it. Like he taught me how to make a hit. So when he passed away, everybody was nervous. But that's when I bought the bigger TS chain. That's what I was saying. That's what I That's when I bought the bigger TS chain. And I was like. Oh, you think we going somewhere? And so the people ain't know I knew how to write these hits. And before that, I just wanted to be a digging in the crater. I wanted to be a MOP, a, a gangstar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But because he passed away, and, you know, success is addictive. You know, money's addictive. I'm addicted to making money. Hello. 
That's a fact. And so, you know, I had to step up and make hits. Like, we dug in and make hits. Like, what's love? And make, you know, and feed the streets on the same album with the My Lifestyle. You know, I was capable, you know, but it was, uh, you know, I was capable, but it was like, I had to show up right there and, 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 and yeah. take the squad, and take the whole team with me to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Pum wasn't here no more. I wasn't worried about the music. I had that. I wasn't worried about the videos. I was the one shooting them. I wasn't worried about the style or anything because I'm the one dressing everybody. Right. You know, I'm the one with the juice. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Straight up. <laughs> yeah. I ain't have a problem getting the Shanti on there, getting yeah. R. Kelly on there, getting everybody who's a ludicrous on the album, this, this. I was good. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't worried around uh, about that. I just... Uh, I had to assume that position. At first, I didn't want that position. I was cool with, you know, pun making the heads, being the sex symbol, and me just being the Don Carter genius. Yeah. Hey. But it's all come full circle because it's like executive producer of the BET Hip Hop Awards, yeah. executive producer of Big Pun, executive producer of Terror Squad, everything you were doing. It was really setting all that up for this. So that that's why you couldn't... Second in producing the BET yeah, Hip Hop Awards. Yeah. That's kind of ill. That's yeah. Got a raise yeah. it, man. That's fucking... <laughs> it is Hey, you fire. got a job, mate. <laughs> you got a job, mate. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. So how, how was the awards show? Was it up to your expectations? I loved it. But behind the scenes, they, they really stressed me the fuck out. Of course. <laughs> nah, because you go and... uh you know, I believe in practice makes perfect. You know what I mean? So, so J-Lo, I learned a lot from J-Lo, right? One year we shooting the video for uh, the video Hold You Down in the Bronx. Shit is like 20, 20 degrees below zero. And she got a fucking mini skirt and a tube top. And I ain't hear her one time say she was cold. She came at a work, man. I got a fucking fur on with warm hand warmers. <laughs> All type of shit. I'm like, right? And so I learned that day. I said, man, this girl got so much, much more money than me. She ain't complained once. I never complained again in my life as an artist talking about it's too hot or too cold. I just did my job, right? And so, you know, with her, I learned a lot about practice makes perfect. And so when you go and you watch a Super Bowl show and she's floating on one arm and shit, doing some shit, she rehearsed that for like six months straight. And so BET tells me, yo, we got to rehearse, right? I cancel the show and everything to get there three days ahead of time. We rehearse. Sunday, Monday, we super rehearsing, right? Even the day of, you get there in the morning, you rehearse the whole show with all the artists they perform. You go to your room, you change, you hit the red carpet, then it's showtime. That's how intense the shit is. So we rehearsed this shit a hundred times. I show up, I got my outfit to come out, this and this and that, and they're like, okay, we're going to do act 10, the, the closing of the show first. Then we're going to this, this. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? We rehearsed? Like, I'm going crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. It's hard to get me mad, too. It's hard to see me. To see Fat Joe frustrated 2023 is a hard job, but they did it, bro. They did it, man, but it came out incredible. You would never know watching it. You'll be like, oh, this, is, this show is just fire. 
So much fire. There's always a lot of work behind the scenes that most people don't appreciate. Those people never get their names shouted out as loud. You know what I'm saying? You know what's crazy is I, <laughs> I was introducing an award and I was in the crowd and I'm listening and Boosie is there. Boosie Badass. <laughs> Shut I up, love Boosie, Boosie Badass. We had him up here last week. Oh, no. He's the, he's the realest, bro. And so Boosie Badass, he's in the crowd and he's talking to his mans. But a lot enough for me to hear like, you know, these motherfuckers, man, they never put me on a fucking camera and all this and that. And I come over here. I like the camera. You know, it's the yeah, BT yeah. award. <laughs> it, 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 I'm hearing them. I'm ear hustling them the whole time. So they go, go, right, to get on the camera. Yo, Boosie Badass, what's up, baby? He was like, ah, that's why I fuck with y'all. Y'all, like, yeah, yo, that was crazy. He didn't think I heard him. I'm, I'm ear hustling. Because it's crazy, because, I mean, to tell you the truth, it's the only place you go where everywhere you look is a celebrity. Everybody's in the room. Everybody's in the room. A-list, B-list, C-list, hospital wives of America, every fucking body. Straight, straight eye for a queer guy. <laughs> Motherfuckers, everybody in that bitch. Anybody you ever thought you could see before, they in that shit. And so you like, oh shit, this is crazy. This shit is lit. Like everybody's in this motherfucker. And so you hear him, and you know, Boosie is a real one. You know what I'm saying? He's unfiltered. He's 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 one of the realest ever in, in rap music, and I love him. You know what I'm saying? And so when I heard him do that, I said, he sound like me. Like, if I wasn't hosting this shit, I would have been like, yo, they don't let real niggas up on this. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I would have been saying the same yeah. shit. So the teleprompter ain't, it's Joe is Joe at the end of the day. Yeah, they do the teleprompter, but uh, I don't really do the, you know, it's my second year. And I'm, and I and, and I rehearse the shit like they want me to rehearse it all three days and when it's time I'll be like you know what what I'm not saying shit y'all got on that fucking teleprompter I'm going off top I know what I'm gonna say don't worry it's gonna be the same thing my way and right. and it goes it goes flawless nobody bothers me nobody comes up and says ah oh, we didn't like that or no and they're like keep killing it Joe keep killing it I'm like all right great I mean you kind of earned that too they gotta let you go. They got to let you do what you got to do. As long as it's following the format, let them run. You know what I'm saying? Let yeah, the works. culture show, too. Yeah, it You can't works. be pr- pronouncing every word to the tiny tit 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 And next yeah. we have, it can't be like that. That's not what we watch. See, I was BC fucking for. up because I kept calling DJ Holiday Hollywood. That's the one correction <laughs> oh, okay. of the night. So I'm like, I'm here with DJ Hollywood. <laughs> this nigga's day. Yo, they sat me down like I was in school on detention. It was like, yo, you know the guy. It's DJ Hollywood. <laughs> Shout out to I said, DJ what? Holiday. They like, it's DJ Hollywood. <laughs> DJ Holiday. I said, so what? Yeah, yeah. That's what they said. No, you've been calling them Hollywood for three fucking days. I said. <laughs> so I go upstairs to do the show, the, 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 the clip with him. I said, I know, I know, DJ Holiday. Don't worry, man. <laughs> I fucking got you. <laughs> Yo, he killed that shit, too. He... he he ripped it down more than anybody, DJ Holiday from the ATL. I mean, I just think the AT, it was in the ATL. They knew the right fuckery to throw on. Yeah. 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 I'm in the cool with inside Jello. Yeah. How about this pretty motherfucker? Like, hello. Yeah. 
motherfucker had that gas going out. He was just pat, 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 pat. That nigga, yo, he had that shit in a frenzy. DJ Holiday out there, ATL. He was, he was dead nice this set. A shout out to DJ Holiday. That's right. And now, DJ Hollywood. You had a, um, <laughs> you mentioned uh, J-Lo. And mm-hmm. that's another, you know, Boricua mm-hmm. out from the Bronx. Big deal. Um, and then that track you guys had together, you mentioned how she was the first one to call after, yeah, after you lost Pun. Yeah. So wh- how was your relationship? And what did Oof. that mean for you? It was tight. Uh, me and J-Lo still family. Um, she do whatever I say. That's the type of relationship we got. You know, but when you got that type of love and you got that type of bond, you don't use it often. Actually, you don't mm. use it. You know what I'm saying? But I know for a fact that she's on my list in my hand of people I could call and ask for anything and she got it. You know, she's a, she's a strong woman. She's a powerful business lady, strong woman, and, and uh, she bought her shit, you know? And she works hard, and she puts that ethic, that work ethic um, on 10,000. And so when Pun passed, you know, uh, we went to the hospital. Well, we went to the hotel. Then we went to the hospital. They let us see him. I got in the car, and she called. And she was like, yo, sorry, I heard about Pun, this and this and that. And it just felt... Um, Good. You know, when Pun passed, it was a lot of pressure on me. I was still young, too. So he passed 27 years old. I was 28. And I had to pick up all the pieces 28 years old. You know what I'm saying? And it's one thing to call yourself to Don. There's another thing to do a funeral where, you know, 100,000 New Yorkers is coming to it. Where Puff Daddy, Mark Anthony, did, you know, it's, it was a real crazy thing I had to do. Plus, I, I lost my best friend. You know what I mean? I was very, very vulnerable because although I was the leader, he was the he was the rock. He was the foundation. He was the, you know, pun do what I tell him. He he's smoking anything like <laughs> like yeah. you know he's a, you know you, you must snuff Joe must have been Puerto Rican rum. Yeah. It takes years to earn some terror squad boy. He believed it. You know when I first met Pun, um. He told me his whole life story in 10 minutes. Deep shit that you would not tell nobody, right? And he was just like, yo, man, um, the guy, because Terror Squad was always a real crew. Like, it's always the real deal, right? But pun from the other side of town. So when we, one of his first questions was like, yo, they, they're going to do what I say? Like, I'm going to have <laughs> crew, they're going to do what I say? Yeah. They down with me? I said, yeah. And man, they loved him to death. They did whatever he said. That was, <laughs> and you know, pun. You know, sometimes you're a real guy. You just looking for the right crew to be with. And so when when we met each other, he was just like, oh. So he was a shot caller. Yeah. And terrible. You rather deal with Fat Joe than Big Pun because you know him, Tony Sunshine. Oh my yeah. God, we all be in jail for ten thousand years. <laughs> yeah. Tony Sunshine, you think he's yeah. R and B? Shit, motherfucker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> problem. Like you know. Yeah. Could we ever Tony. hear uh, Terror Squad reunion? Or at least well, what kind of a reunion? You mean like the other guys? Nah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
You sell sell all your fucking film equipment, yeah. <laughs> everything, and bet the other way. Yeah. <laughs> bet it on the other way. This yeah, shit. I already know. Baccarat that way. Like, yeah, nah, nah. We ain't got nothing to talk about with nobody, really. We ain't got nothing to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it should be in the industry a lot. You know, like, a lot of people look at uh, people that come up in the industry and they automatically, okay, that's family, that's it. They don't realize that this is a business at the same time. So some people are literally, like, your employees. You know what I mean? I just think I had a bad rap, and I think I had a bad whole experience with trying to help people that didn't deserve it or wasn't gratitude, didn't have, wasn't grateful for it. And at that, don't accept uh, their failures, you know, I want to point it at somebody else. You know, I've fucked up. Like, where I know I've fucked up. Not in this situation, but I've fucked up. Where when it came down to me, I just took it on the chin like a man and said, all right, all right, Joe, you know you fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You made the wrong choice, you know, or something like that. But, you know, you got to own up to everything, whether it's, you know, Good or bad, whether you lose or win, you got to, you know, if you fucked up, you fucked up. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And since some people, you know, um, bet against me and it didn't work good for them, you know, and, and that's pretty much the, what happens to everybody who bets against me. It don't work for them because yeah. I'm a good hearted guy, bro. I'm the guy, man. I mean, just check my track record, man. I try to put put everybody, all the Latinos on. I try to, nobody did it since again. You know, nobody did it before that. You know, you know, you know, I tried. You know what I'm saying? I, I really did try. And, uh, and, and so, um, you know. Nah, you know, if you see Remy with me, Remy has, has a mansion fucking indoor pool rich as hell cool <laughs> nice. and dre rich as hell Khaled, yep. rich as hell yep. it's just yeah. everybody rich everybody people eating. don't get the legends that you brought tony's chilling do you see tony ice the fuck out he don't live too far from here chilling driving <laughs> this anybody down with us is eating that's it right. and that's my job as a leader to make sure everybody's eating and they all eating you go to my fucking sneaker stores they look like they trapping. The fucking managers got Ben's trucks. Let's go. You've been there, huh? Rolexes on. You feel like they selling some shit in the back. But everybody eat Tough. with me. It's, it's almost impossible not to eat with me. Everybody eat, 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 eat. Oh, you not eating? You might have did something wrong. Yeah. You might have violated the code. You know what I'm saying? It's real. See, them kicks are hard to get. <laughs> Who right. you telling? Yeah. <laughs> I seen they're going online when you sign them for like six bands, and I'm like, let's get our hands on a whole batch of them. And a whole batch of them, get them to sign up. Yeah, man. You know we blessed, man. That's another thing, man. When we when we put out the way the sneaker came, right, was uh, Virgil, rest in peace, uh, was going to do a Terror Squad Air Force One because I've been collecting sneakers for thirty years. And so he knew, he said, you're so important to the culture. I will be honored if you let me. I'm like, what? That's like fucking uh, Drake giving you a song right now. And that yeah. motherfucker turned around and said, yo, 
I want to I want to be honored to do a terror squad. Run, I was like, what? Run, I start running down the block and shit, screaming, <laughs> screaming at myself. Looking like Tom Brady. Yeah, and then he, he he passed away less than a week later. And then um, the Nike people all knew. So they was like, yo, let's continue the conversation, you know? Fire. And so I can't leave nothing. Once again, I can't leave nothing to chance. So when you see me out there delivering the sneak in the middle of the night, middle of everything, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton this, this, pair, yeah. the vice, like, I don't give a fuck, yeah. right? I'm out there working because I can't give it to chance. Mm. I can't put something out and just sit home and bullshit, twiddle my thumbs and hope itself. Hope. You know, when you do business with a business partner, it's very important that they say, yo, when they bring up your name, when you ain't around, they're like, oh, no, no, I did business with him. He's good. He, he good money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, That's all you want to get you to the next step, right? But you don't want nobody frowning when your name come up about some money or whatever the case may be. So all Nike could do, we sold out worldwide in five minutes, like 70,000, 80,000 pairs, some wild shit. Crazy. Dubai sold out. China sold out. Yeah. Japan Come sold on. out. Come on. Europe sold out. That motherfucker Fire. was that shit was going down. It went on the computer, it sold out in five minutes. And then in the stores, a whole nother thing. They was hitting me. They was like, New York sold out every store. ATL sold out every store. Cali sold out every store. They was yeah, Dan, they was giving me like a motherfucker running for president and, and yeah. They was giving me them numbers like in real time. It was like, yo, ATL sold out. This sold out. Dubai, cheese lines around the block sold out. This, this, that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it's a blessing because you could put out a product and it could be the best product in the world, but it's up to the consumer to buy it. You know? Why fight time when you can rewind the time? Why fight time? When you can read, you seen that the beard and the hair color and all that? Nah. Yo, look it up on my Instagram, bro, <laughs> so I can show them and off the phone. The, the, the rewind, the, the, the color, the dye. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got yeah. Trav, Travis Kelsey. Nah, I'm on there. Don't <laughs> I'm on there. <laughs> Please. He's got Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in the building. We got Travis Kelsey's on that box. Khaled's on the box. Tyson, Beckford, Tank, Wonder Boy. Michael uh -huh. Creamant, Giancarlo. You know him from the novelas? <laughs> Cuban cat with the blue eyes from the novelas? Yeah. Giancarlo. <laughs> you up there with the heart throbs. No, so so, so Fred was box. telling me, because Fred was at the BET Hip Hop Awards yesterday, and he was telling me you had some exclusive red and white joints on yesterday. He, he wants to know when those are dropping. I want to know when we're going to, like, I feel like we, we deserve a I don't exclusive think, pair. Listen, let me explain something to y'all, too. I don't have them. <laughs> I, I, I don't have them. I, I, I begged them to give me like an exclusive pair, you know, just for selling out and this, this, and that. Yeah. When, because we never made a red and white before. And so I wore them to the wards. Nike was calling me like, yo, but the, the Twitter, everybody's calling. They think the sneak is coming out. They this, 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 this. I said, well, what do you think I was going to do with right. the sneaker? Of course I'm going to stunt in the sneaker. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, they check in the meter like, did it do well? Oh, they like Oh, no, it. no, it's on fire. Yeah, I mean, so. No, no, no. It ain't that off thing. the table. 
Them red and white things. Jeez. Come off with the TS. That shit, the whole Twitter right now is on that red and white shit. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? It was a great uh, temperature check. You right. Mm-hmm. You right about now that. Now they know. Yeah, check the market. The f- Y'all see? Yeah, oh, he might could bust off another color. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. That's how it is. If it worked once, they going to run that, sh- you know. Yeah. Sell it again. Oh, Let's man, go. We so blessed. Shout out my partner, Slow, up in YC. You know what I mean? Uh, we got businesses in the community. South Bronx, Harlem, uh, Washington Heights, Papa. And so, you know, we got a school inside our, our store in the Bronx. We built a little mm-hmm. school where the kids come after school program. You know, teach them computers. We feed them. Nice. Dope. Give them mentorship. You know what I'm saying? Just last week, we gave away, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in clothes and sneakers to the community. Back to Thanksgiving coming and Thanksgiving, we pull up in all my stores with 18 wheeler trucks. They shop like if you could be vegan on Thanksgiving, motherfucker got a truck produce, truck for it. But I mean, we feed vegan the blocks, man. We be just, me that vegan. Feed, yeah, we be out there like, you know, we feed, you know, because, you know, you know, they could have killed me in them, in them projects, man, and they let me live, you know. And how much is enough, you know, because we work. Every day so much. You can never forget where we come from. You know, I got an interesting story. It was uh, one day I was in, in, I don't know what I was doing. I was in the Bronx. Uh, I was in the Rolls Royce by myself. I went in the gas station to get a Red, red Bull. There's a homeless man out there, right? Like homeless, not a fake homeless. Like this guy was homeless. <laughs> like his pants looked like all you was on the shit. Or like, you know, he was homeless, homeless. He said, yo, crack, man, you fly motherfucker. Damn, crack, you's a fly motherfucker. And I'm like, all right, what's up? He's like, nah, I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing. I just want you to know. We know everything you do for us out here. Mm. We know everything. That was deep to me, man. Yeah, fire. Street. Serious. Yeah, that, that means everything. Yeah. yeah. Now, I got, so I'm, I'm obviously... <laughs> I think after today's show, we're going to be even more in the media, right? Because we keep going viral for a bunch of shit. Let's That's go. beautiful. Right, you you know, definitely, I'm automatic viral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Especially right now. No, I'm, you, I'm automatic viral. Yeah. Like, I, even when I don't want to be viral, I'm viral. <laughs> the other day, they hit me up. They said, BTX, yo, man. They said a letter. There's a letter. It's a 52-year-old rapper. A 52-year-old guy, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to start a rap career. I told him, yo, retire. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, bro, like, and they killing me, right? Because you got to, yo, everybody want to rap, god damn it. Like, yeah. they're like, yo, Joe, you turning the mainstream. Look, everybody, go after your dreams. I'm a firm believer, go after your dreams. But keep your day job. Right. Like keep nah, your real. fucking Plymouth Rock ain't land yeah. on me. I'm not, not fuck out of here. Like you 52, you trying to pop off now? Yeah. <laughs> you want to get started? You want to get some 12 year old kids or 14 year old kids to feel the vibe? Like yeah, some people. Come on, man. People, people are unfucking realistic, yeah. huh? Like it's like, come on, man. Y'all want the truth or not? Nah, that's man. real. That's real. You and so many people so scared of like. Cancel or say some shit. That's why I fuck with Boosie. Yeah. He don't give a fuck, man. He gonna say what he think, whether we agree or don't agree. But yeah. he gonna say what he think. But you know, 
It's needed. It's viral mania, man. There's yeah. nothing we can do. But that's Listen. why you're viral because you don't bullshit. You don't sugarcoat. Mm-hmm. Hell no, man. We we go viral because um, we talking that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking that shit other rappers are scared to talk about. But they'll talk about it now because they see it works. But I've been talking about shit, you know. And, and you know, the one thing I used to say back in the days was like, I was like, man, I, I used to see fans praising certain artists. And I knew them personally behind the scenes there. And I was like, yo, man, these guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. And these motherfuckers acting like, you know, they the saviors of this and this. I'm like, yeah. man, I can't believe these niggas. They talking about these dudes like they guys. And these niggas don't give two fucks about these dudes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I know them. I'm yeah. a, I've been, I came up 30 years with every rapper you know. So I'm like, oh, my God, the way they talk about. And then, you know, you know, eventually it come around, they see. Who really got they back? Who gonna tell them the truth? Guys, to, you know, guys are so scared of everything. They own shadow. Uh, they scared to talk about everything. I, I, I just want you to use it for transparency. I want you to say, that happened to Fat Joe. He fucked his bag up. I don't gotta do that. You know what I'm saying? That's what this is all about. You know what I mean? And also... People manipulating because there's powerful people in everything, right? And and the way I first started getting into doing like podcasts and all that is I was watching shit, documentaries on hip hop that credible people that we know were putting out and the whole shit was a lie. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. They had... Pitbull is the first rap, Latino rapper in the, in, no, in the no, game. No, 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 for real, no. no, I'm no, looking, no it's no, not Pitt's fault. Yeah, no, Pitt's yeah. one of the best, most loyal guys I ever met in my life in this business. I worship Pitbull. That wasn't a shot at Pitbull. Yeah, you know, no, 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 no. I'm looking at the shit, and I'm just like, oh, no, no. I got to tell this. I got to get some rappers, interview Snoop Dogg, and to let them tell it, because once it's on tape, that's true. Yeah, it's it's out. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Your shit tonight, live, this on tape. Yeah, right. History. Yeah. This shit gone. <laughs> but it's yeah. true, though, because that's that's why it's good that you do speak your truth. It's better to hear it from you than, like you're saying, let somebody else typecast that's on That's why TMZ. I wrote my own book, because uh. I didn't want Because if I would have died and somebody else, even people who love me, they probably would have been trying to protect my image clean-coated, this. I wanted letting people know where the fuck I came from, the mud, the trenches. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wanted them to know I really came about the fucking mud and everything I had to go through in life. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, it's, it means more when they know where you really come from, what you really went through, and where you at now. And where you at now. Hell yeah. Um, it's a dope shit. Yeah, it's, it's it's just it's just an honor to have you in the building. When we really think about it, like I, I, Chris and I speak before every show, and I'm like, Chris, I got Fat Joe. Come on, Fat, fat Joe's coming through the Let's building. Go. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I, I had to get Versace up. I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't <laughs> even get my friends. <laughs> 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 
So I brought and my nobody son. tell you, your nephew ain't tell me. Yeah. So I said, yo, let me use the bathroom. It wasn't nobody in here. Right? I was uh, here before all y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. He opened the door, the biggest fucking dog <laughs> in America. Come here, Apollo. I said, God damn, man. That motherfucker don't even bark. So I'm trying to break in this motherfucker. He gonna bite my nuts off. The biggest dog in the fucking world. Like, oh, you don't like dogs? Fuck no, I don't know this guy. I like my dogs. I don't know your dog. I don't think he's a beautiful dog. Yeah, I don't know yeah, this yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, he turned yeah, around and want to bite my nuts off. And everybody yeah, Apollo, thinks he's good. He's nice. And that's part of the fam, you know? But I brought, you know, early on, I always, my son, whoever walks in the house, he's going to have a story. Gaps everybody, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, make sure he gives him the pound. He even doesn't sound now. He just started making it. My man. He makes a sound <laughs> and shit, yeah. But, um, you know, that's something that's real important to me. And now being in the limelight, how do you juggle? Because you have a beautiful wife and beautiful family. How do you juggle? Yeah, st- how way, do you stay my, out of you trouble? You see my wife yesterday on that beach? <laughs> she smoked them hoes. Huh? <laughs> boy, God <laughs> damn. Go, boy, we go. don't preserve that. That's like, you know when you uh, you got the, uh, the, the Wagyu beef when you go to a restaurant, they be like, he only listened to Frank Sinatra. They rubbed oil of Olay on him. When you see that girl, you say, man, that, that woman ain't have an argument in her life, man. That motherfucker that took care of her. She ain't got a wrinkle in her face. He been with her 29 years. That motherfucker, boy, I tell you, she like the Wagyu and shit. She come through floating like, shh. You know, uh, we love it, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about my family. I'm all about my whole family. My nephew runs my store in the Bronx. If you positive and you and my family, I got your back. You know, uh, we don't accept abusos. You know, I'm not with the abusos. You know what I mean? You can't take advantage. You can't extort me for nothing. You couldn't extort me with an army of 36,000 dudes. You got to just kill me. Mm. I don't believe in extortion in no way, shape, or form. Never been extorted, never will be. Ever, right? Not by a family and friend, not like this. You know, um, but uh, I'm about my family, man. And, uh, you know, I had it rough, you know. And then my father was very, um, you know, he let them hands fly too too quick. Like, you know what I mean? I'm 14. My father's whipping my ass like I'm a 30-year-old. You know what I'm saying? So he let them hands go quick. And he used to do just too much trauma. In the house growing up, too much him arguing, beefing, this and this and that, to where I said I would never do that with none of my kids. So I never hit one of my kids. I, I don't. We. I don't. I just recently I might have argued with my wife for the first time in front of my daughter. She's seventeen. Mm. You know, to where I ain't even arguing. My wife was trying to get off. I'm like, <laughs> I don't argue, man. Yeah. Man, I had an argument with a friend of mine. Um, guy I grew up with my whole life in the middle of the street, like three years ago. We was just going, you know, this guy, my brother. We was going back and forth and this and this and that. And I stopped for a second and I looked around. I seen the city buses. I seen people looking from the supermarket. I seen this, 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 this. I turned around. I said, you know what? Yeah. You're going to be the last nigga I ever argue with again. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, because, he, you know, this guy's, these guys you see me with, I've been with them 30, 40 years. These guys got the right to argue with Joe, but I said, you know what? This going to be the last one. Not with you. With anybody. Uh. 
I ain't giving nobody the privilege to argue with Fat Joe no more. We can't even argue. Give a fuck if you a cop and you trying to argue over the keep it. Give me the ticket. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm not arguing with you. Mm-mm, life too short. Yeah, absolutely. That comes with time. That comes with wisdom. Because I, I move the same way. And what happens when you do that, if you're not always barking, always yelling, always complaining, the few times you do, it's respected more. They say, oh, he don't always complain. If he's complaining, it's for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's different. You know, if you choose when, when, and when and when not to start arguing with people and make a scene and all that, the fuck I'm hitting the age do. where people just dying. And the mm. sad part is that we living and we trying to get to whatever it is God got planned for us. But too many people dying. And then, you know, they say rest in peace for two days and they don't even bring you up no more. Your own family, your own crew. You know, the other day, you know, a rapper had got um, killed. And the other day, you know, and when when he got killed, we all rest in peace, everybody, everybody. And then the other day, I was like, yo, they don't even talk about homie no more. Shit ain't been but a little bit of time. But meanwhile, we on this earth stressing everything. We think everything's a big deal. We think everything's a, a, yo, I got to, you know. And then when you die, motherfucker, forget about you in two days. Quick, fast. So why are we even going to bring our blood pressure? Why are we even going to take it there when this shit? It's all about happiness. Life is all about um, trying to find your happiness and what makes you happy. What makes your family happy? Right. You know, I see, you know, how happy you are with your son. And yeah. you got a daughter. You're supposed to. You got a daughter coming in. That's your happiness, man. Try to create that space, that safe haven where you spend enough time with them to make you happy. You know, I got friends who chose their kids over money. You know, I have friends I used to beg, yo, let's get money. Let's do it. You smarter than me. Let's go. And they was like, nah, I just want to raise my kids and mm. money ain't important to me. So it's it's whatever everybody whatever makes you happy. That's fine. Because family is super important. And I feel like there's a lot of people in the in the industries that just you know, they just move on with life and you know, a lot of these kids are, are yearning for that. So I you know, that's something that I pride myself in. I appreciate the way you do everything and the way you handle family cuz as, as a Latino, it's something for me to look up to. It's something for me to admire. It's also a, pre- a pressure, you know what I'm saying? Cuz you try to, you know, I've been with my wife 29 years. I've been, you now know, that's hard. That's That's whoo yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you a fly nigga like me, now. <laughs> that's crazy out here. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, you're right. Nah, but it's just like, you know, and I try to, you know, be as righteous as possible, you know, and take care of my family and take care of my moms, my pops, everybody. But, uh, you know, it's it's everything ain't just, you know, 100% easy. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to keep that role model image, that clean cut image, because everybody human, everybody make mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, is it done? Is, is, is Pat Poos and Remy over? <laughs> yeah, you gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, no. She, okay. As far as I know, it's one happy couple. Yeah. That's me, you know. It's, yeah, I know this you know, is the blocks be going daughter. crazy. Yeah, because I, I know you got daughter. a great relationship with Remy. And that's it's my you, sister yeah. to the end. 
know what I'm saying? To the wheels fall off. Shout out to everything she's doing. She's of, killing it right now. And because of how much love she got for her husband, she made us love him. Mm-hmm. You know? So we love him. He's he's in my house all the time. We we treat him like a brother. We treat him like he don't come around us and feel like he's with Remy's people. He feel like He's, he's, with, he's 100% knows that niggas would jump out the window with him. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. 1 million percent. He's with the terror squad. Something happens to him. Everybody's flying through the window. Like, everybody's he's going. Like, he's family. You and know it says saying? a lot because it didn't start off the best. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So it I says mean, a lot to where yo, you, you stand. You gotta stop. <laughs> yo, who gave him that? Yo, stop talking. <laughs> you talk in his ear. He said, yo, I gotta get to the bullshit. Yo, you were so nice, man. My man, somebody turned him up and said, oh, Wendy Williams. Yo, Wendy Williams 101, man. Fuck him. Fuck him on the way out. Jam him up. <laughs> yeah, dead ass, though, because it really is. It's huge to see. Like You're a real-ass motherfucker at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and to be, a lot of people aren't even willing to be like that. You know what I'm saying? To sit there and like, that's yeah, family Fat Boots now. never had no real problems, bro, at all. He's family. You know what I'm saying? He's my brother. He's family. He loves my sister. She loves him. I'm the father. They God, daughter. I, you know, I don't, I don't do fake, bro. If yeah. I'm not fucking with you, <laughs> by now you should know there's no yeah. terror squad reunions, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with yeah. you. I don't fucking care about you. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, if I love you, I love you, and that's that. That's how I rock. Yeah, hell yeah, that's how it is. Terror squad to the death. But, but right. so so I want to know at in the, at the end of the day where you stand. Give me your next one. No, no, no. This is the real <laughs> shit. This is the real shit. Where are you at in your scale of, of what you want to get accomplished? Out of a one through 100, where do you feel like you are at right now, currently? Truthfully, 30. Mm. Wow. 30%. That means I'm at a one. <laughs> no, 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 It's because, you know, I came in this game with some guys. So, I let me let me just explain this to you so it won't come because you guys are like sensitive out there, right? Um, it's God first. Mm. Amen. And so I'm a God fearing guy. I give all the glory to God. Um, Jesus is Lord. And I'm a very, very spiritual guy, right? Then there's family. Health is in there somewhere. And after that is money, big money. And so when I was coming up in the game, I wanted to be the realest dude ever. Be 50 guys with me. uh, Be the best rapper. Whatever. All the fucking dumb shit we ever could do in the world, we did it, right? And so I got late to the money, money game, right? And so guys that I that I came in the game with, you know, I used to sell drugs. They used to look at me and my chains, like, iced out like they never seen them before. Became fucking 100 million billionaires, all I'm there. They know when they met me, they was looking at me like, oh, shit. But they got to the money. They started the brands. They started the liquors. They started the clothes. They started the this. They started the that. They beat me to the bag bag. You know, and I would be lying to you because some people try to tell you they don't care about money. I super care about money because I like fly shit. 
My family like fly shit. We live like little house on the prairie. You know, my daughter 17 driving shit men been trying to get for the last 40 years. Shit, like man. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, and so I'm making a great amount of money and I've always have, but I want that. You know, what I, mean? I want you to I want you a guy who looked at the big pun and fat Joe to be able to also say, you see how he rocked them? <laughs> you see Joe got them 300, 400, 500 M's. I want, you to, uh, I want you to put that besides my name too. Rapper, actor, executive producer, 500 of those. Yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you know that. Don't, don't miss out on the sounds right there. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you get you get what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Cause right now it's like, yo, Joe look good. He look fly. He get money. We know he a businessman. He this this this. Did he really run it up? No, he's trying to really run it up, like on another level. I'm trying to get that other shit, yeah. that Oprah money. Yeah. I'm not lying to you. That's that's it. Now, if I came back to you in three years, four years with that Oprah money, I'd be like, yo, it's like an 85, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, B. You get a car. You get a yeah, car. Yeah. You get a car. Yeah, yeah. I come back with that. Yo, I'm yeah. good. Yo, this is, ain't, life is incredible. Yeah. You know? So, um, but it shows the hustler you are. Oh, At no, the I'm end kidding. of the day, it shows the hustler you are. Yo, let me tell you something, man. I've been hustling since I'm 14, getting to the bag. Holding down 20, 30 guys since I'm 14 years old. Paying for dinner since I'm 14 years old. Money. Um, I've been hustling. I hustle when nobody want to hustle. You know what I'm saying? I, it, it, I told a, a story that people don't understand, right? So where I got most of my money from in the Bronx was a 10-block radius, and you could just call that the Wall Street of drugs, right? And... And so one time they threw out a drug that was killing the fiends, right? So say the fentanyl, but yeah. on 10,000, right? Oh, Where the National Guards, which is the army, literally, I, you, there got to be a way to fact check this, right? Mm. The guard, you remember this, Raul? They had the army on the corners, right? Then they had men, the, the cops was going through in like the floats, don't take such and such dope. Oh, Don't take people dying. Yo, did, did, did. And you know, the drug dealers, when it's heat, what they say, don't get it hot because you can't make no money. So with army on this corner, army on this corner, army on this, I'm still the only guy in a 10-block radius. They might have had 1,000 hustlers. They had the nerve to still run outside in front of the building, get off 500 bundles, you know, run yeah. back upstairs, boom, before the cops know what's going on. This, 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 this. Three hours later, come back out, hand to hand. Yeah. Yo, this, and I was a boss. Like, Yo, I need it, I need yeah. it, Papa. And you know, we going to the club that week, nobody popping bottles, nobody fly. I'm popping bottles. Yeah. I'm fly. So I'm an aggressive guy. I don't know how to be not aggressive when it comes to uh, getting to the yeah, paper. Man. But, you know, that's it. That's about it. Otherwise, you know, my legacy is great. Um, King. We did a lot. You know what I'm saying? We still, you know. You might not, because, because you're you, you might not be able to understand how much you're appreciated out there because, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're active. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're still working. 
But trust me, there's a lot of us that truly appreciate what you've done, who you are for the culture, and, and the entire Latino community all across the world. We know who the fuck Fat Joe I need is. you guys when it's time to vote hey. for me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. He don't nothing. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. This is... Vote for me. <laughs> yo, Fat Joe, I really... I don't want to keep you all night, but I really truly appreciate you for coming through. Yo, it's I just want to... I want to I wanna make notice that your camera for somehow hits you right on and yeah. it makes you look like mask... <laughs> Buffy oh, yeah, 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 and like you yeah, stocky. Yeah, yeah. This camera hits me from under, giving me the fat, fat job. Oh, I'm really not that fat. Like, like you gotta be. Can someone put the camera? Yeah, 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 you know yeah, how yeah. when they take a selfie, they put it up there. Yeah, somebody did yeah, come on. Y'all been fucking me all show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, look how skinny I'm getting now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me, yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. Sure, God bless, man. man. God sure. bless you and your family. God bless you. Hip hop is signing out. Come on. Like, subscribe, do your thing. No, that was a legendary. Hello. It's going viral, man. Come on. You said something. Woo.